Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, it's Becky. On this quick shot of romance, Duchess Katie and Lady Sadie are joining us for a special Corset and Crowned edition. We hope you're enjoying our Corset and Crown editions of the podcast. Please make sure you leave a review wherever you get your podcast. And happy listening! Hello, hello, and welcome back to Corset and Crown. On this episode, uh, Duchess Katie and Lady Sadie are reading All Through the Night by Connie Brockway. Say hello, Katie. Hello, everyone. Oh, this was this quite a book. Doozy. This was our yeah. second anti-hero, and it was an anti-heroine. Uh, you want to yeah. tell everyone what it's about? All right. So this uh, this synopsis is from Goodreads. A woman compelled in the glittering world of Regency England, Anne Wilder played a dangerous game. A widow lady by day, by night she became a mass thief preying on society's elite. She roved high above London's black rooftops, compelled by phantoms from her past to take even greater risks, until her restless spirit led her into Colonel Jack Seward's trap, where seduction was her only way out. A man obsessed. She played him for a fool, taking advantage of his hungry response to escape from his clutches. But as Jack hunted for his thief, his heart fell captive to a self-possessed widow. Torn between illicit passion and tender love, Jack is duty-bound to capture the audacious criminal, even if it means ripping society apart to do so. Now he stalked her through the ton, never realizing the lovely widow who captured his heart was the same woman who roused his most violent passions, a love that defied king and country. So we're really going with the throwbacks. That was accidental. The, per- the purpose of, of November was to do anti-heroes, but this book is from September 8th, 1997. Yes. So this, uh, now we have an even older book that we're <laughs> representing yeah. here. If you listen to the um, by possession episode, which was our first drop of the month, um, it was from 2000. So this one yes. just predates that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, we should just get out of the way. Thank you, Gigi, for helping us pick this one. We yes. really wanted a female anti-hero. We wanted that anti-heroine. And yes. it was a struggle to find one. It was. And you know what? <laughs> and I mean, we've we've discussed this, just the two of us, and I think probably with other folks on Instagram. They're not the most likable. I mean, that's kind of the point, but I feel like the whole, the other point, the other side of that is you don't want them to be redeemed so quickly, you know, and why, I mean, we could take a very long, hard look at the patriarchy as to why we don't see very many women in that position. Allowed to be unlikable and redeemed. Yes. And actually like, um, Hannah, Hannah Hart's romance wanted to know about how this one played out because she wants them cold and icy and angry and not, not soft versions of that. Like she wants them full on, like, yeah, you know, just not the debutantes basically, you know, just yeah. what everything else seems to be. But anyway, I really, I'm torn on this book. I am too. I, I'm torn on this book. Did I like the book? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I love a lady thief? Yes. Did yes. I get distracted by that? Absolutely. Um, but I kind of struggled with their relationship in the end. Mm-hmm. What did you think? And I, I'm, I'm in the same boat 
I think um, it, I, I was flip-flopping between how I felt about Anne the entire book. Like, I'm like, yes, I love her. I love what she's doing. God, she's such a bitch. Or, you know, like I, I went back and forth so much. Like she was likable. And then in sentences later, unlikable immediately. And I thought Jack was kind of stupid for all that he's talked up and how like uh, ruthless he is and how cunning and smart. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? It took you however long it was in the book for him to figure out who she was, really. I mean, blinded by his own infatuation, maybe, I don't know. But I think for me, the story, the book was more interesting without the romance. Like, yeah. I needed the romance to make it worthwhile for me, obviously, but everything else was more important and more fleshed out. I was just kind of like. Yes, I do feel like this read almost like it was a mystery. It was a, it was just a novel with a romance in it. Yeah. Like sometimes it felt like the romance wasn't central and I guess it it could have been what I kept telling Katie was this book is really crowded. Yeah. The cast of this book felt huge to me and I d- couldn't tell the difference between half the characters. Well, and they'd switch from perspectives. She switches yes. from perspectives of, of not just Jack and Anne, but of three other characters. Yeah. Like secondary characters. And who, Jameson. And the young girl. Oh God. Talk she, about. She was a, she was a problem for me. I struggled with her. She was I, very unlikable. Here. She was <laughs> super <laughs> unlikable. I meant to look up to see if Sophia gets a book. And I was like, I, I think it's not. the next one. Is it really? Because I think she's got a love story with the guy that she's, you know, kind of married. Anyways, spoilers, but. Yeah, spoilers. Anyway. Um, that's I mean, not even the main, that was not even the actual plot of the book. Like that was a complete side storyline. Yeah. That had a ton of perspectives and it was really weird to me it was weird to me too and it was just switch mid chapter mid thought and it like and I mean, you in. get you get more perspectives in one chapter than I ever anticipated I'd have to go back and read and be like wait yeah. a second who are, who is this and I mean there are a lot of unlikable people in this book I mean most of the cast most of the cast except for like 70% of the cast Julia for Julia and I guess God, which I one's Julia she was the one that was friends with oh Anne. she was kind of annoying in the end though remember she was annoying in the end but it's just also kind of like I mean she got dicked over pretty bad that's true she was kind and, of a pathetic creature yes but what I what I really enjoyed was the fact that we had a lady thief she was kind of like Robin Hood, but, mm-hmm. you know, with, with her own faults. And, you know, yeah. I, I appreciated that, like, that was the way that the author showed us that this, this love story was going to be real is because she was like, Jack calls her out and he's like, no, you did this. You started doing this because you, because you wanted to get caught. You wanted to feel something. And you know I I guess that brings a sense of urgency to it but like I just wasn't buying it 
because of how hard she was trying to push him away and, yeah. and everything, even though she really, she was super into him and she, she wanted him. She, you know, flaunted it when she was being her, you know, uh, thief self. Ego. Yeah. And I mean, I love a good marriage of convenience, but we didn't even see that. Like it was no, just like, that happened off page. And, I'm like, and then it was like, they'd been married three days. And I was like, wait, what they happened? Got, they actually, she accepted this demand. It was, it does feel like there were so many scenes that were like, wait, where? And I remember I texted you and I was like, this is the slowest of slow birds. Like yeah. it was like solid. And then she, and then Katie goes, except for chapter one. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about literally the third paragraph. And yeah. so the pacing for the like sort of uh, development of their sexual relationship and their intimacy mm-hmm. felt really weird because there was like this very like classic spy movie theme, yeah. which not going to lie, what a way to start. Right. It started so intensely that that intensity sort of tapered off for so mm-hmm. much of the middle of the book that that urgency you mentioned like really didn't come back until I want to say like page 270 yeah when um, things started to get very dire and yeah. you know I I just I like I think the thing that like truly resonated with me though uh not because I currently am experiencing it or anything like that, but I feel like her struggle of being so adored by her dead husband and not knowing she should reciprocate and not doing it, like, that'll fuck you up in the head. Something fierce. Why wouldn't you believe that you can't fall in love with somebody because you had this perfect man who doted on you and adored you and everybody wanted, which finally her feelings about that were validated. But I I just think it was so interesting that she seemed so devoted to him, but it was only out of guilt for the people that he led in battle and death, but also because she was like, I didn't reciprocate any of his feelings. And he basically went on the suicide mission to free me from that and killed a bunch of people. And then put that on me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was super intense. And I did, I did find that sort of level of psyche interesting because like the being widowed, the being widowed, but it was kind of a suicide that not being very young when you got married and you didn't really know yourself or like, so there was a lot to her that I did find really interesting. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, I think, I think the way that, you know, they kind of played out both of their pasts was, was good because it became very clear to me that the romance was kind of taking a backseat or at least the, the foundation and the blossoming of it. So in place of that, we got to learn about why these two characters are so damaged and feel like they can't do the the thing of being in a relationship, you know? So I just think it's interesting the way that she went about it for the pacing of the story, the, the plot of the story. Um, you know, it just, it, it just, it fell a little bit short for me in that regard, because I would have liked more of the two of them 
together than we got like together like boning or something sexy because it was it was all just like just longing from afar stuff like that which again that's good but not when it's like 70 percent of the book yeah I did really like and so this is my first time reading a Connie Brockway book and I've heard people um, who love her stuff, love her stuff. And so I had a lot of good feedback about that, but mm-hmm. it also seems like she has sort of a style that I don't necessarily see that often in romance, which I really enjoyed. And that was that she had really heavy themes through it, mm-hmm. like being tied and yeah. everything to do with rope. It like came up a bunch of times and I found that really fascinating, but also the idea of only seeing someone in the dark. Yes. And, and the, the safety that that can Mm -hmm. give you. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was so fascinating because both of them became sort of their truer selves, their deeper selves. And it did really give me, cause I'm a nerd, nerded in my soul. That (laughs) gave me real Catwoman and Batman vibes of this, like, who is your truest self? And if the world doesn't let you be them, how do you become them? Yeah. And so I thought that I really did love that. Um, and I do just, I, <laughs> I loved all of the scenes on the rooftops. Yeah. One, if you've listened to this podcast, you might've heard, but I love Wicked in the Wallflower a lot. And that gave me a lot of <laughs> Wicked in the Wallflower, like running across the rooftops, getting it on vibes. And I did enjoy that. Um, except when it was raining and I was very afraid that she was going to slip. There was actually like, there is some like, I really want to say bond again, like bond level action of like running across rooftops, leaping between buildings. Yes. Like all of the, all of the things in terms of like, uh, you know, the things that could possibly go wrong you know, when you're, I don't know, running through London rooftops in the rain, maybe like, I did love that level of reality. Like, yeah, yeah. you're probably going to slide off that slate. And she didn't give a shit. That was the other thing too. Yeah. I did feel like that wasn't really unpacked enough for me is like her kind of general, like near suicidal behavior, like her, her, uh, adrenaline junkiness I felt like was sort of not talked about enough like he challenged mm-hmm. her at one point on it but I was like but now she's you know what's she gonna do with that energy like how is she gonna just like mm-hmm. ride off into the sunset with this sad little epilogue yeah. um <laughs> and they like disappear so I don't know unless yeah. you're, you're gonna become an acrobat I guess yeah like what is she gonna do with all this like you know pent up you know activity that she was doing for so long I mean I I mean it like I said before Robin Hood like very yeah. much a steel definitely from the a to real the Robin Hood vibes yeah um, I kind of wanted to go back to that like storyline a little bit more I wanted to mm-hmm. her to go back and sort of do the like Garrett Gibson healing thing at night yeah. or like learning to cook or whatever but I felt like that um the storyline of that was really that wasn't the point like her actually doing it wasn't the point so much as her finding a a way to atone right and you know she 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 wanted to so badly and it's 
funny because well it's not funny but like at the very beginning of the book before the two of them meet uh jack is watching the execution of one of the people like the mother of one of the guys in the in the house for the soldiers and things like that like that's what's happening so like they're connected well before they meet yeah and it was it was very much a thing that a a needless murder because that's kind of what they were doing back then they didn't care they were like oh you were in the wrong place at the wrong time we're gonna straight you up like that's how fucked up it was and you know for all the people down on their luck and everything yeah i don't know this this (sighs) i i purposely didn't really rate it because i was like i don't really know like this one is a book i i enjoyed it i was engaged Mm -hmm. in it I didn't think it was perfect. It didn't necessarily read as a romance to me. Yeah. Um, I do deeply love that Katie's show notes just says, kind of thought Jack was a bit of a dummy, dot, dot, <laughs> dot. Um, and I'm not going to disagree. Mean... He He's kind of, he does have some himbo energy. He does. Like, he's just a big doofus. And like, come on, bro. Like, you didn't, like, he missed so many things. In the whole book, they're talking about how great he is. And, it's, like, he does start to put things together, but he's not doing it in the way that he he's notorious for. And, you know, that yeah. could be because of Anne and all of, you know, Griff calls her on that. He's like, he has never been, you know, he has never fucked up like this until you came along. Yeah. And, I mean, there's some truth to that. But on the other side, if he's as great as people say he is, and this one woman undid him in three minutes in a in a house she was robbing. I mean, come on. How great was he really? So I don't know. I just had kind of a hard time like buying all of this. Yeah. I like like you though, I did enjoy the story. Like it when it started to really pick up, that's when I was like when when the stakes were getting really high. I hated this kind of a, a spoiler kind of thing hated how she was treating him when he figured out who she was yeah that talking was to okay. him like he was stupid I was like she was gaslighting the shit out of him so that yeah. was that that was when she really felt like the most anti-heroine to yeah. me is mm-hmm. when she was like I'm purposefully gonna hurt him because it'll stop him yep and that was that was I think not that it, she was unlikable but that she was actively kind of cruel yeah and when we read by possession he was a dummy and he did terrible things to get what he wanted but he was never purposefully cruel to her right whereas this felt like they were actually mean to each other in yeah and that was harder for me to reconcile especially because it did feel like so much of their story faded to black yeah like And and it did like their first like there are was so what, like few, three sentences <laughs> yeah and there's like so few scenes of them just being together mm-hmm. and like actually communicating and actually sharing that it yeah that was hard for me I well, I'm not convinced it read as a romance and she dug herself into such a hole by like by fooling him for so long because no matter what she said he wasn't going to believe her for yeah a good portion of it so of course he thinks she's full of shit and you know in earnest because we're getting her point of view when we're reading it 
we know that she's being truthful, but he doesn't because why would he believe a thing she says after the thing she put him through? And yeah, yeah, at the dance, that's when I, or at the ball or whatever, I was like, I do not like her right now. Like she's going to have to do something major for me, for her to get in my good graces again. And I mean, I did like the little peaks back to the king and everything because we all know that story so well about him losing his mind um but yeah I don't know I just I I appreciated that they finally came together and figured out yeah the true nature of uh Jack's quote-unquote father figure um and what he was doing and why and things like that but it because I needed that resolution I was like you took me this far with this you better gonna, give me an answer. You better give me an answer and they better figure it out. I was really happy that Strand wasn't as terrible, you know, as, yeah. you know, it was funny to me that he's pining after, spoiler, pining after Anne and Sophia, her stupid, terrible, oh my awful God. little shit of a cousin. Talk about an unlikable character. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm like, she gets a book. All right. We should have done hers. Mm. Um, I did think it was interesting and I couldn't figure out if this was Connie Brockway, early writer. Connie Brockway doing this to make Anne look better is to have Sophia, who is just the like the meanest of mean girls, the shallowest, the most conniving, and actively bent on making poor choices that have poor outcomes as the only as the only outcome. If it was just to make Anne look better. And like I feel it like was it, to make Anne redeemable. And I feel like it was, but it's funny because Sophia was doing her own version of what Anne was doing. Yes. It she was like, was, I don't really care anymore. And yeah. why? And why? What you know, she was related by by marriage to to Anne, like Sophia and Anne. And was she trying to make Anne look worse because she was unassumingly the you know the most sought after girl when she was you know made her debut I don't I don't know I her motivations seemed so bizarre to me her motivations were real bizarre and they everyone kept referring to how she used to be so sweet and kind and I was like I don't where? know if I believe you yeah where um and so now so I don't know maybe that gets unpacked in a different book but it was I, distracting in this one yes it was distracting and that's kind of why I'm like do I want to read her book? Because I want to know if it's possible to take a character who was so terrible in this book and redeem her. I'm very curious. I'm gonna have to look it up and see if I've got the bandwidth for something like that. We really, we really should have probably done that research before we're recording. Is there more books in the series? I know this is book two, so I am wondering. I I guarantee that it is, but this was the one that we picked because you know yes I guess we got Um, two unlikable biddies in this one so I guess we got two we got the anti-heroines we did but I feel like Sophia is more of an anti-heroine at least in this book than Anne was in this book we'll find out um so who would typically like this book I think this might land better for old school romance readers yes I think a lot of what Katie and I as predominantly new school romance readers prefer 
this was kind of a stretch for us and I with mixed results, as you could hear from our rambling and indecisive comments. Um, but I think if you had grown up reading like the Mallory series by Joanna mm. Lindsay, from what I remember of the couple I read of that, this might land more for you. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think. Um, or early Julia Quinn. Yeah. I, I just, this is definitely something more for people who like also some, some like mystery and like yeah. hijinks and whodunit kind of stuff with their romance or yeah. even more like ahead of your romance. Um, yeah. The thing is, the book was well written. Yeah, it is really and well written. I, and the language is beautiful. Yes, I like. I liked the style. I liked how it read. It was easy for, it was an easy read. It was just kind of like, I didn't, I wasn't super invested in Jack and Anne and I wanted to be. The premise yeah. is there. Um, definitely not for anybody who uh, hasn't read romance before. There, I no. should also like mention though, that there's quite a bit of talk of like war and past injuries and public hangings and, you know, just like- um, As well as- some pretty toxic relationship situations, um, yeah. not between the hero and the heroine, definitely right. reflective from Anne's perspective though. Mm -hmm. um, and those could be kind of rough to read. So yeah, that's up for that. Yeah, I kind of mentioned it before, like the adoration, I mean, truly what her dead husband, how he died and why he did it. I mean, I was that, that's bit, it was very hard for me to reconcile with. Um, yeah. And- the guilt that Anne carries with that. Um, I, I would recommend this book. I mean, I don't think, I personally don't think I'll necessarily revisit it, but I think, I think it's a very interesting look at what romance was doing in the late nineties. I feel like this we were on, you can, there's definitely, you can feel the early energy of like the swing towards mm -hmm. the newer school. Yeah. Because she really doesn't she's an unapologetic lady yeah and that beside all of her toxic shit that she does is is somewhat rewarding to see at that point in time you know like in 1997 when this book came out I feel like this was pretty it kind of changed the way that we were looking at a female in romance yes um I like I said though it makes me very curious about the other books in the series there's this is book two there's only a book one and a book three so it seems like really a pretty 100. easy task now I'm very curious um, so here we are this was also I I got this through Kindle Unlimited which there is not a ton of traditionally published romance on Kindle Unlimited but mm -hmm. this is there um especially historic romance so if that if you have a Kindle Unlimited and would like to pick this up, you can. Yes. Um, I do want to read you one quote, Katie. Oh, yeah. I love this quote. Please the heart doesn't it. ask permission. It is singularly unconcerned with the qualifications of those it chooses to love. It mocks the intelligent, the intellect, it subjugates reason, and it holds hostage the will to survive. Like Connie Brockway's got away with words. She does. That part, she that part really was does. undeniable through the whole thing. Yes. And like I said, I, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know completely how I feel about it. 
because it was a weird one, y'all. It was weird how the emotions that you go through reading this book, you're like, do I care? Do I love them? Do I hate them? Do I love her? Do I love, you know, it's just like, you're, you're everywhere. Yeah. But it definitely like at the end, you're like, huh, huh. Okay. And you didn't hate it, but you also, you felt a lot of things. There were lots of thoughts. I have a lot of erratic thoughts in my notes that I did. I spared you guys from (laughs) I definitely was making a lot of faces like what the f- and huh and hmm you know I went I went everywhere those are my three emotions <laughs> you have it's three just, in Colorado we're only allowed two on the east coast usually it's just one okay, usually I just have good. the one feeling that gets hurt sometimes but no we're we're evolving out here all right friends um, we have no idea what our theme is for December. I know we're so surprising I, that way. I feel like, and I'm just gonna take a like, take a stab in the dark here. Holiday, maybe? Because I do you know, think we're, I do think we're going to. Um, yeah. If you would like to join us, uh, look for some historic, snowy, wintry suggestions on December first on our Instagram page. Um, but come here, what? Jingle hijinks we get up to. <laughs> Jingle hijinks. I, like I literally came up with that just for the record. I didn't I could even put that in the notes. On your face. I was that very that was, proud of it. That that was coming as you said it. Okay, so yeah. Join Lady Sadie and I next month for some probable jingle hijinks. <laughs> you can find it's us fun. on <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Corset and Crown. Lady Sadie is Literary Illusions and I am Books to Katie. And until next time, folks. Bye. Bye.